Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as a popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, hey, hey everybody. My name is Doug and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies, coming to you once again from a mix of hope and despair for another Homes Alone edition. It's Sunday, January 17th, 2021. And my guests today are Alexandra Kotcheff, Hannah Leader, and Sam Marill. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, let's, it's good, thanks. Let's meet everybody uh, individually and alphabetically, starting with uh, first time guest, Alexandra Kotcheff is here. Hello, everyone. So excited to be with you, Doug. How are you doing? You know, <laughs> you know, everyone said 2020, you know, oh, God, like, let's go 2021. It's going to be way better, but it still feels like 2020. I wish I could be more hopeful, but, you know, I'm hoping for maybe a better February. <laughs> yeah, I think February is going to be really great compared to January. Uh, I think it's just going to be a matter of, uh, you know, of degrees, you know, we just have to e each month, I'm hoping it'll be uh, at least a little bit better than the last. And you are Alexandra co-producer, co-writer, co-director and co-star of a movie that's available for people to see now called The Planters. Yes. And let's talk a little bit more about that movie after we meet the other co-producer, co-writer, co-director, and co-star of The Planters. It's Hannah Leader. How you doing, Hannah? I'm good. How are you, Doug? <laughs> I'm pretty good. <laughs> uh, we'll establish that a few times, I think. Um, yes. How did the... So the two of you made this uh, movie together, and... Um, it's on. Uh, you can watch it on demand uh, wherever you uh, wherever you do those things. Um, is it? It's been out for a little bit. Yeah, we we had our um, a little uh, drive-in pop-up uh, virtual cinema run, 
and then uh, switched to VOD this last last month. And um, it is still available there on iTunes and Amazon and wherever you wherever you like to buy movies. Yeah, all of the places. And um, so how did the two of you end up doing, um, you know, why, why did you make your own movie? How did you end up doing that? Oh, that's a good, that's a good question, Doug. Well, we, um, we've been collaborators. We collaborated on a screenplay, maybe that's almost, my goodness, it's almost been 10 years when we first started just thinking that we wanted to write a screenplay together. And we realized that no one was going to give us money for that one. So we were like, let's just make a proof of concept, you know, short film. And so the people will give us money. <laughs> it's just, it was quite delusional actually. So we um, thought the planters was going to be a short film and, we realized that we could shoot it without a crew as a feature, which was another delusional thought, but it ended up working out. And um, that's what got us to make um, our first feature. And um, did you, so how, and everything was like from, from get go, you knew which parts you were gonna play and, and, and you knew that you wanted to, to co-direct the, the movie? Yes. Yeah, that was that was part of the the seedling. I mean, we knew we wanted to do that in our the, that first feature Alexander was talking about. Um, so we figured we, we should do the same kind of thing for this this other wild hair idea going to shoot without a crew. Well, just uh, could you give us just the short uh, the short version of uh, you know I guess you probably had to describe the movie to people many times. Like how how do you describe it? You know, okay, so, um, well, The Planters is about a reclusive telemarker who um, dislikes human beings and uh, her friendship, unlikely friendship with uh, a woman with multiple personalities. So she ends up getting a lot of friends in one and it's essentially <laughs> a story of friendship and unconditional love if you look at it positively um, and a story of loneliness and connection and all those um, kind of darker elements as well. So, and that's the kind of plot of our film. And so I, that's how I, I mostly describe it to people. Yeah, and a planter though, is a person who uh, plants something, is it like, is this a thing you, you knew about or made up the, the planter uh, concept? We, we made it up. I mean, <laughs> I, I'd say loosely, inspired I, I there are you know there's geocaching and there are people that love treasure hunting but the the planting was was definitely a somewhere in our imagination that popped out uh i wonder uh, if there's people now going to have you heard of anybody planting anything with, with a similar sort of uh intent because in the movie every time she plants something somebody comes along and takes it but replaces it with some cash which is a pretty sweet deal you know, that, that would be amazing. There was something really happened, funny happened on our festival run where this couple like, came up after, because um, part of the promotional thing was we'd do these postcards and we'd have coordinates on the postcards. And the coordinates would generally be where the theater is that we the film would be playing. Mm -hmm. But for um, Austin Film Festival, we had two different theaters. So we we just picked a rant, like not even a theater coordinate. <laughs> and this couple came up and they're like, hey, we were, we were trying to figure out, you know, should we go to those coordinates? And I was like, no, you're good. You're here. It's like, but they were very excited and it would be awesome if, if, um, if some weird planting thing took off, cause we could all use a little more treasure in our, in our lives. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's a it's a pretty uh, pretty sweet deal uh, to uh, uh, you know. I got so many items that I would love to just put in a in a jar and bury, and then you know get some cash back. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this episode, we could call it "Sam Listens to Doug Talk to the Filmmakers of the Planters." <laughs> uh, Sam Marill is here. The returning champion won the games last week. I asked him to come back. He actually said yes. I mean, well, I feel like a lot of those games, though, were, were up to chance. I don't feel like a real champion as much as I feel like uh, just lucky, Doug. Yeah, you're the you're the person who uh, kind of lucked into uh, the win because all, all the games on the show, are they're a little less. Um, how should I, I, I didn't even know what some of those movies. I'd never heard of Soap Dish. I know that was a pure guess. <laughs> Hannah and Alexandra, have you heard of the movie Soap Dish? No. No, unfortunately. Perfect. This is gonna be this is a level playing field today. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, Alexandra is actually uh, filmmaking royalty, I dare say. <laughs> because um, her father, your father, Alexandra, uh, is Ted Kotcheff, who uh, directed, uh, first of all, like just a real, a great director in terms of like, he didn't have like one genre he did all the time. Like he was uh, always doing different things, but I guess best known for directing the first Rambo movie, First Blood mm. and yeah. Weekend at Bernie's. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, you can't get more different than First Blood and Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> you know, that's really funny because, yeah, two, two of his films, like, those are kind of his Hollywood, what people know of him. But mm -hmm. two of his films in the last, like, five years have been named Can Classics, uh, The Apprenticeship of Duddy Kravitz and um, Wake and Fright. So it's he has really the art house, the Hollywood comedy, and then the action film. So you're right. He has quite a, a vast variety. Well, I finally saw because I'd heard about it for years. I finally saw Wake and Fright uh, just the other day, and uh, that movie is messed up. <laughs> I know. Especially if you're a kangaroo lover, I wouldn't recommend it. I know. I know. <laughs> I don't know if anyone would describe themselves as a kangaroo lover. That's a weird description, you know. <laughs> Or I guess, I don't know, if you just have a lot of sympathy for... Uh, if you like animals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, the kangaroos in this movie, they're pretty... Uh, uh, it's, it's pretty wild. Uh, you know, and I guess there's some sort of disclaimer at the end of the movie saying, hey, let's be nicer to kangaroos, I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> the actual story if, for that scene was he actually just followed um, kangaroo meat hunters. So he just... It was like a doc documentary style. He just followed them as they did what they do. Yeah, and what they do is, and I don't think it's nice. Oof, God, no, it's disgusting, it's horrible. <laughs> People like walked out of the theater in that scene. Yeah, I mean, it's a, there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on in that movie. It's a very, it's one of those movies where, you know, you're well into it when you're like, is this gonna reveal what it's about? Like, what is happening? <laughs> where is this gonna go next? And it's, uh, it's really, uh, it's something. Um, before we get into my first question that I like to ask every, all of my guests each show, I'll just quickly say that, of course, the weekend box office, there's not, uh, there's not too much to report. There's a new Liam Neeson movie 
called The Marksman that I guess is uh, <laughs> is currently number one with uh, it made $3.2 million this weekend. Probably a little bit more with the uh, t- tomorrow being uh, the Martin Luther King holiday. But uh, box office numbers sound like they're from the 1950s now. You know, yeah, so it, sad. It's it's a it's very very sad. Uh, but you know, at least uh, there's movies out there, mostly in drive-ins, and uh, you know, and they're at least they're you know making some money and getting getting seen. That's the that's the important thing. Um, Alexandra, I'll start with you on this question that I ask everybody. Uh, It'd be great if it was like available on streaming, but it doesn't have to be. Do you have a a movie that you would uh, recommend for people during this uh, this weird time that we're in? Hmm. Um, well, I've been watching. I have. It's you know. You'd think that during a pandemic, you'd have a lot of time to watch movies, but it strangely seems the same. But that being said, I've been watching quite a bit of Fellini lately. Uh, I don't know. I, I, it's the mood I've been in. I, there's something romantic, something like, I feel like we're so steeped in realism lately that I just like to escape into like another time and a, this kind of romantic view of the world. Um, and yeah, so I've been watching quite a bit of Fellini. I would say which that- one is, uh, which one would you say is a good, uh, starter for somebody that may not have seen Let's a lot see, of Fellini? Uh, Knights of Kabira is my favorite right now. So I would say that that one, that one, go watch that. All right. I will put you down for Knights in? In Kabira, sorry. In. And what about you, Hannah? Do you have a movie that is out there now that you could recommend? It's Um, Knights of Kabira. I'm sorry to... (laughs) To interrupt. It's nights of. I just googled. I was like, it's not nights in. Nights of. <laughs> okay, be careful. Uh, like as soon as the guest says they've googled something, then everyone assumes they're going to cheat during the uh, game. Portion. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I just went on my phone. Phone is off. Okay. <laughs> nights of. Is that what we decided? Nights of Kabira. Nights of Kabira. Correct. C a b e r a. C a. B i r i a. Oh my God. Figure it out on your own, everybody. <laughs> yeah, go. You'll figure it out. Just put it in Google. Figure Just it go out. Fellini nights of, and you should be good. <laughs> uh, but uh, Hannah, what do you? What's a movie you'd like to recommend? Um, it's not a recent film, but um, uh, I recently rewatched Being There by Hal Ashby, oh, and, yeah. I, wow. and I feel like that is a. It's a really good time to watch that film. Um, I, you know, Peter Sellers is like this man who's seemingly never been off of this compound where he's a gardener for this very wealthy man who then dies and then he's kicked off the compound and like all he knows of the world is through television and he's, and it, it's, it, it just gets crazier from there. He gets hit by a car that Shirley MacLaine is inside of and it, it, it's just brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it's pretty amazing the the way his you know thought his simple the mind that he has from watching television and just quoting things from television uh, he goes he he gets pretty far with that it's pretty uh, it's pretty incredible and not not that far fetched yeah yeah I feel like we're we've 
in a in a more sinister way, kind of seeing people rise to power and you know, in in a yeah. In a, yeah, in a it's real witchy, way, but, but not as not as savory as a as a character, you know. Yeah, it's like it's what it's what is what if a nice idiot got a lot of power? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Sam. I know you've uh, uh, spent the last week thinking about how to improve your answer from last non week. nonstop, and I really dug myself a hole. Um, no. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's so weird you said being there because I've never seen it. And I just started it at my friend, my friend, Matt Salak, who directed my special. I ended up watching it at his place when we were like 45 minutes in, but his kid wasn't feeling well. So I had to leave. And he's like, don't watch the rest without me. So I'm like, <laughs> I got to fucking wait to, you know, so I'm going to go. I'm going to finish. It. I love what I loved what I saw so far, though. So I'm looking forward to it. But uh, my That's pick, awesome. my pick is uh, this uh, movie called election from the nineties, uh, Alexander Payne made it. I think he got me too. So I feel bad for saying it, but there's a whole cast of people. It's a great movie. Uh, it's funny as hell. It's Reese Witherspoon and Matthew Broderick. And uh, it's just a, another, you know, another movie with obviously bigger meaning, but uh, it's just a plain funny movie with a lot of cool little nods. There's this part that kind of, they kind of rip the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, it, it's really, really funny. I think that, um, you know, Alexander Payne, like his first uh, first few movies were all, I mean, even his later ones have been good, but uh, his first few movies were really, uh, really well done. And, uh, you know, and also took on some, you know, like in the case of like Citizen Ruth, it's about, you know, it's basically a, an abortion comedy, which is, doesn't seem possible, but. Yeah, the uh, anti-Juno. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow, yeah, somehow it works. Um, but here's the sad, the weird timing about election is a girl who, one of the lead actors in that movie just died a couple days. What? What? Who? Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of under the radar because she had stopped acting, uh, basically. But um, she's the one who pr plays uh, Chris Klein's sister. Oh, no. Oh, Sammy? Yeah. yeah, her name is Jessica Campbell. And, um, yeah, it was, it was kind of, uh, you know, during all the crazy news that's been going on lately, it didn't get much attention. But What, ha what happened? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure what she died from. I, I mean, I don't think it's like a COVID thing, but it was some sort of condition that, uh, you know, I think she might have been uh, aware of. But, um, yeah, she was great in that movie. So funny. Yeah, I mean, the movie is so, so many. I, mean, I feel like no jokes really miss. It's so it's so funny. Yeah, it's very tight, and uh, the the music and the performances, everything, uh, everything comes together. And look how how they portray an affair as unromantically as possible in a motel, and how it goes south. Like everything about it actually feels real. <laughs> like how, how, like in your mind, like an affair would be glamorous, and then you're like, but it won't, you know. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. No, that's a that's a, a great movie. I was thinking about it the other day because it's like uh, you know one of the last scenes in the movie takes place right outside the White House um, when um, Matthew Broderick throws his shake at the car that uh, Reese Witherspoon is in. Yeah. 
And uh, I kept thinking of it whenever I see footage of all the madness outside the White House. I just think of Matthew Broder throwing a <laughs> in a car. <laughs> so quite, not quite as terrible in terms of <laughs> behavior, but still, still weird. Um, yeah. All right, so we got some uh, Felini, some Ashby, and some uh, Alexander Payne for uh, people to check out. And I'd like to play some games now, but first, a quick commercial message. We'll be right back. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. We're back. Is everybody ready to, uh, to play a game? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your enthusiasm. Um, we're going to play two games to uh, determine a winner today. And the first one is called How Long Is It? And in this game, I'm going to name a thing. And then each of you are going to guess how long it is. And the closest without going over. Uh, Price is Right style is going to be the winner. Wow. Okay. Whew, I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> this is nothing to be nervous about. Uh, the, there's a classic Tom Hanks movie called Sleepless in Seattle, and it concludes romantically at the Empire State Building. So my question is, how long is the Empire State Building, or rather how tall, I should say, is the Empire State Building. And this is including the spire at the top, which is, this is a little hint, I guess, or clue, that's 204 feet tall. Wow. Just, just the spire on top. So I'm what embarrassed that I'm a New Yorker and I have no idea. Right? That's like a sort of thing that's, uh, it's, you know, you're right there living with it. And uh, and yet, and I'm sure if someone's even said to you or you've heard somebody say out loud how tall it is. Uh, I'm, I'm so void of New York uh, facts. I'm so embarrassed. I was walking with my friend today and he's like, well, this floor, this second floor used to be an advertising window. I'm, I have none of that. I'm so embarrassed. So when I'm with people <laughs> who have that, I'm just, I'm so jealous. You should at least get a few, um, you know, like it's fun when you're walking around New York when somebody just points at a building and goes, that's where a scene from that movie, uh, you know, took place. I got like, some of that, but that's- Yeah, learn a few like, of those. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite one? What's your favorite, like, oh, that's where they shot? Last scene of Annie Hall is pretty cool. Oh, the like the, when they're outside the movie theater? Uh, the coffee shop. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. That's a cool, it's just so New York. Or, yeah, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Empire State Building, uh, you know, of course, the original King Kong concludes mm. there. <laughs> but uh, everybody knows that. Uh, how tall do you think it is, Alexandra? Oh, 
Goodness. I mean, I can't even fathom in what it, are we going in inches, feet, meters? Feet. Feet. So the spire on top is 204 feet and it's, you know, clearly not, uh, you know, there's lots of building underneath it, but how much? How many? Okay. I'm going to go with 1500 feet. No, that's, that's a lot. 1500. <laughs> okay, let's go with that. Okay. All right. So she's saying 1500 feet from ground to the top of the spire. 1,501, 1,501. Okay. I like you really embracing the uh, Price is Right aspect of it. <laughs> you're, do you're dollaring your own bid. Um, Hannah, what do you think? Well, I feel crazy because I feel like I'm a, it's like the number I'm thinking is a lot bigger than that. If the spire is like 204 and the spire is like a floor or two. I don't know, is it like 10,000 feet? Is that insane? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how big buildings are. 10, I'm gonna go with 900, no, 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 10,000 square feet. I mean, 10,000 feet, excuse me. 10,000 feet. Yeah, but is my building super small? I just thought about, anyways, just let's, <laughs> let's go ahead. <laughs> Oh, geez. I'm like trying to do I the math. I love this. Well, Sam, what do you think? Well, I'm trying to do the math in my head because I, I, I'm trying to ballpark how many floors I think it is. And then I'm like, how many feet? I, I would guess like, um, I'll go 5,000. <laughs> oh, no, maybe, you know what? I'll go... Yeah, I'll go 4,000. Uh-huh. Come on, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam's going 4K. I mean, I, like, I would have hated to get this question personally because I, you know, never thought about how tall any building is really. And, and that one in particular, uh, knowing that the spire is 204 feet tall makes this answer seem crazy to me. <laughs> But it's the building itself is 1,250 feet tall with 204 feet <gasps> of spire. Nice. So that's a total of uh, a total of uh, uh, 12. What is it? Uh, 1,454 feet. Wow! Wow! <laughs> Good job. Wait, who yeah, won? So you we all went over. Nobody won, but since everybody went over, I think I think it's only fair to say Alexandra is the best because she was only <laughs> she's uh -oh. only off. She's only off by uh, six six feet. I'm only off by six feet. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah. Oh shit, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but it was over. So you you know on, how many floors? How many floors is the? Noise. How many floors is the? Empire State Bones were like 30 something floors. I think it's more than that, isn't it? Like really? in the 70s or something? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm embarrassed. Me, it's I'm crazy tall. I'm super embarrassed. Super. Yeah. I well, that's, didn't you know, realize how short the Empire State Building was. Because I, I was like, that sounds like a 1,500 feet. I don't know. Maybe it's hard to conceptualize. 
Yeah, well, because each each floor is probably what ten or fifteen feet, so maybe twenty. How tall is a floor? I don't know. I'm thinking like if this were like Die Hard three and and I had to come up with riddles, I'd be dead on the first <laughs> challenge. You know. <laughs> Well, we're going to call Alexandra the uh, the winner of our first game today. Congratulations. Thank you. That makes me feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> you were so worried that everybody else's guesses were so much worse. I know. <laughs> Dude, I, under, I underdid that one. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine 10,000 feet? I want I think, to see that. I think that's like skydiving. That's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have no is. concept of space, clearly. <laughs> I was thinking, it oh, is. each, each floor right. is like a hundred feet tall, like in my brain. Oh man, that's that's, that's a smart that's a smart way to look at it. Skydiving, though, because I remember, I think I I think I dove from like eight thousand feet, and there definitely wasn't a building reaching up right <laughs> nearby. Um, all right, let's take another quick commercial break. We'll be right back. No flipping. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back. We're here with the makers of the planters and the maker of Sam Morrill's stand-up special, which I, I think during the, the week since you've been on the show, Sam, I think everybody that listens to Doug Lowe's movies has seen your special. Hell Yeah. Up yeah. on the up on the roof. If you're one of yeah. the couple people that haven't, but you haven't gotten to it one. yet, don't you know? Sam can't win every week, so you gotta. You're just gonna have to remember to watch <laughs> his special. Uh, I got one more game that's a little bit more involved than that last one uh, to determine our winner today. It's called "Whose Tagline Is It Anyway." <laughs> I'll say the tagline for, oh, that reminds me. Do you know what the tagline is for the planters? We came up with one and it was to, uh, what is it, Hannah? Um, I don't know if this is the official one. I feel like it was um, two friends. Too hot to too be cool. weird. Too hot to be cool. <laughs> a lot of times people involved in a movie don't uh, you know even the filmmakers themselves don't know what ended up on the poster and in the commercials and stuff um the taglines are 
they're a mixed bag. You know, sometimes they're they describe a movie perfectly, and other times they're uh, they're pretty cheesy. So I'll say a tagline from a movie. We'll go to Alexandra first, and Wait. then and she gets to guess what movie it's from. If she okay. can't get it, if you can't get it, Alexandra, then we move on to Hannah. And if she can't get it, then Sam gets a shot. And, uh, you know, they're not easy. So don't, uh, don't beat yourself up if you, if you can't think of what it is. Uh, some describe the movies, therefore, better than, better than others do. Um, are you ready for your first one, Alexandra? Ready, steady, go. <laughs> Uh, what movie had the tagline "Ride together, die together"? Uh, ride together, die. Um, Thelma and Louise. You know that's a terrific guess. If taglines gave away the endings of movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's not it. What do you think it is, Hannah? That that was actually my first thought. Um, so now well, that, that would be a great tagline. <laughs> I, I don't think they would want to give that away. <laughs> um, I don't know, like Fast and the Furious three or something. I I don't know. I you know it could have been. It certainly could be the tagline for any Fast and Furious movie. But I know they they love to work family into it somewhere. Oh, uh, usually, <laughs> uh, Sam. What do you? I think. I think I know this, and I know this because they say it a hundred times in the commercial for the. And it's a franchise. I'm guessing. I think it's Bad Boys because for some reason they say ride together, die together, and there are like three of them, so they don't die together. So but what I think are you it's, saying? I'm saying it's Bad Boys. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. What's the full title? <laughs> Bad Boys. So I'm guessing it's one of the sequels, uh, Bad Boys 3. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you're so close. Oh, man, what is it? It's called Bad Boys for Life. Uh. <laughs> Get it? He gets for that, life. Uh, there's a, Wait, there was a fourth? <laughs> yeah, it just came Holy out. Shit. Uh, it was the last big hit before the pandemic. Wow. No, I've only saw, seen the, uh, I saw the first two. And well, even, the, I mean, even the second was pretty bad. I'm still impressed that you figured out that it was a bad boy situation, but I can't. Well, they say, they say it in every commercial. They're like, we ride together, we die together. That's the only reason I know it. Yeah, that's a really, that's a strange attitude. They both have families. Yeah. <laughs> like, they really should. I hope they're more mature by the end of the, the, the fourth movie. <laughs> Uh, all right, so nobody has a point yet. We're back to Alexandra. What movie had the tagline, A Tide is Coming? Uh, Blue Crush? I like that. That's not correct, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those blue crush. That's one of those movies when I when it's on cable, I uh, I have a hard time turning away. A lot of a lot of, lot of great surfing. Um, Hannah. Yes. Yeah, the tide or a tide? Apologies, not the tide. A tide is coming. Okay. Um, tide is coming. Hmm. 
That's tough. Uh, it's not a Jaws film, but that's the only thing popping up in my head right now. <laughs> um, uh, this shark's riding a wave into shore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, <laughs> uh, I, I um, man, I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything that has to do with water or the ocean. Uh, <laughs> little more it down a little bit. Uh, mm, yeah, and then I'm like maybe a do uh, maybe a documentary of sorts, but that would be really dramatic for a documentary. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Was there another shark franchise? <laughs> was that just Jaws? Wasn't there something else? Where am I thinking? Um, well, there was, you know, I guess there was a shark in that one where Blake Lively stuck on a buoy. Mm. Um, the Shallows. I'm going to go with A Perfect Storm. Ooh, that's pretty good. That's a really good one. That's a really good guess. It's not correct, but... If so, there were good guesses, points, you just got one. Well, thank you. <laughs> Sam? Well, it's not Titanic, I'm going to guess, because uh, that's that can't, not what happened. That'd be I'm thinking weird. I'm thinking <laughs> just a tide, that's it? Uh, I, like that's, I they know. were worried about the tide. They, did, they weren't concerned about the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I haven't even seen this movie, but for some reason I saw a news story that Russell Crowe is starting shit with someone on Twitter because they, they didn't like Master and Commander. So I'm like, that's in my head for some reason. Master and Commander, Far Side of the World. Yeah. Um, was a Paul uh, Peter Weir movie that uh, I, I never, I always thought it was, you know, a boring movie. But uh, uh, some guy said that he put it on because it's good. It's a good movie to, if you need to, fall asleep. Like if you're had, having a hard time sleeping, you should watch it. And then Russell Crowe came back with a, a response about how uh, the kids today, they don't have, uh, you know, they don't have patience. Yeah. But I liked that He shout out his cinematographer. He was like, this person did this. And I was like, yes, that's what you do when you're on, when you're on a thing, you stand by your people. I, I liked it. Yeah. He was very specific about everybody involved in their, their contributions. And um, yeah, and it being a great movie. And then, of course, lots of people pile on because it's not a movie that, uh, you know, it, it, it's a well-liked movie in, in a lot of circles. So, uh, uh, but it's still, it's still pretty funny that you can just randomly insult some movie on the internet and then you've got fucking Russell Crowe in your <laughs> face about it. <laughs> Ooh, I'm sorry, Russell. I feel like Marlon Brando would have been on Twitter. You know, if he made it, I feel like oh. he, he's like that type of dude. Yeah, absolutely. And it would have been, I, I, we would have cherished it because <laughs> his comments would have been so weird. Um, but a tide is coming was the, uh, the tagline they came up with for the Aquaman Ooh. motion picture uh, just a couple of years ago. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what the tide has to do with Aquaman. I think, doesn't he kind of control the tide, I guess? I don't know. And he controls all the fish. 
So if he gets all the fish to swim in one direction, that would change the tide. They're, they're running out of superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> now they're getting they're getting pretty lame. Yeah, and it's funny. Like on the boys uh, on that show, the guy that's like the Aquaman character, he's like just this horrible dude that can't can't get his shit together. Um, ready for your next one, Alexandra? Yep. Uh, so are these, are any of these, just clarifying question, are these older films or newer films or is it just up in like a whole variety of films? Just so I can get my brain right. Uh, they're films from all of, all of films, all, all, films. all okay. up until today. But I generally don't do movies that just came out because there's no reason for people to necessarily know the taglines unless they just, just happen to look at the poster or something. Okay, I'm ready. What movie had the tagline, the game has evolved? Jeez, <laughs> oh, come on. The game has evolved. Um, hmm. Guys and Dolls. <laughs> <laughs> Guys well, and Dolls. It was a lot more evolving to do at, at that point. Um, <laughs> Hannah? <laughs> That scene um, in Guys and Dolls, uh, speaking of shit that hasn't aged well, is when Brando's like, she's never drank before. And he's like, have another one. She's like, <laughs> it's just like a milkshake. He's like, sure they are. Let's get a bunch. And you're like, oh, boy. Oh, no. Yeah. And she falls in love with him because that's how drunk she gets. <laughs> it, that is a really good movie. Yeah. That is one of those, that is one of those musicals that's got a, a shit. Those last like four songs are all killer. Yeah, the music is quite good. It's the it's the uh, characters and the uh, relationships are a little weird. And Brando Brando beat out Sinatra for the lead. That's how good Brando was that he beat out the best singer. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, I guess uh, it just Brando just had more heat at the time because he certainly his his singing uh, is a little uh, a little rough. Yeah, it's not amazing. Block be a lady tonight. <laughs> Block be a lady. If you ever been a lady, walk be a lady tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that oh, so? That's uh, that's incorrect. Guys and dolls, incorrect. Hannah. <laughs> um, can you say the line again? Mm hmm. Thank you. The game has evolved. The game has evolved. Mm hmm. Uh, okay. Oceans. I'm trying Ooh. to think of the sequels. Like, did they do more? Was it like Oceans 13? Ooh. Oceans 13 is my guess. No, the, the, the tagline for Oceans 13 was a tide is coming. <laughs> 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 um, no, it's not an Oceans movie, but that, that would have been a, a, a good one. Sam? Damn, that's, that was a good guess. I, my first thought is the movie The Game. But, um, hmm, would that, I don't think they would say the title in the tagline. The game? It, could, it could happen, but in a game show format such as this, it's a bit much to, you know, give it away like that. Um, the game has evolved. Jeez. <laughs> I have no idea. Jumanji. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds like the answer. <laughs> oh, really? I was just joking. I feel like it's like the new Jumanji, probably. Yeah, that sounds like what it is. What was that one called? Uh, Jumanji 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, it's again, Sam, so insanely close. What? <laughs> and 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 not and you didn't even you're not even the first one to say Jumanji. <laughs> but the answer is Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. <laughs> God damn. I heard that. I was like, that's gotta be it. Yeah, it is so a game. Yeah, it was the first one was called the the first one with Chris I mean Chris Rock. The first one with The Rock and uh Jack Black and Kevin Hart was called Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. But the reason the tagline is saying the game's evolved because it was a board game in the original Jumanji and in the new Jumanji it's a video game. Mm. Yeah. But you, as a team you guys almost got it right. That was good. Yeah. That was really good, really good teamwork. Good but job, some man. but some are very specific. And um, you know, this one is an example of that. So we'll see how you do with this one. Uh, Alexandra, which movie had the tagline? Kevin has 22 distinct personalities. The 24th is about to be unleashed. <laughs> <laughs> I watched enough movies to know this. Uh, Kevin. Oof. Um, pass. <laughs> I'm also wondering if I wrote just something down wrong because it's 22 distinct personalities. The 24th is about to be unleashed. Well, what happened to the 23rd one? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> and this sounds like I'm thinking of like dark movies, but this sounds like a comedy. Yeah. Uh, what do you think it is, Hannah? I mean, the only film that popped into my head, which I haven't seen, is we need to have a talk about Kevin. Is that a film? <laughs> it is. We need to talk about Kevin. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, has... yeah, he, he doesn't. Anyways, that's my guess, even though I'm, I know it's wrong. I can't yeah, he doesn't, have, uh, he doesn't have multiple personalities, but that it's still that you came up with a movie that's got someone named Kevin and it is, is good. It's good. Damn. My first thought, which I haven't seen, is that movie Split, but I don't think it's a comedy, and this sounds like a comedy. Um, geez, multiplicity? I don't know. That's your guess, Multiplicity? Yeah, that's my guess. I know it's a clone movie, but... We that's... talked about that movie last week on the show. I know. I don't know. I don't know what this could be. Well, it's a movie called Split. What is wrong with you? Oh, oh my goodness. I was right. You, had the, you <laughs> said the answer out loud. <laughs> Man, I've I've been close on three of these. I'm pretty dumb. Yeah. You're always really you're really splitballing it, but you don't get quite Damn. All the way there. Wild. Close. Yeah. Somebody's gonna get a point eventually. Alexandra. <laughs> goodness. What movie has the tagline, every generation has a story? Oh, Oof. that's dark. That's a, that's a dark tagline. Um, kids. <laughs> they had a story. Uh, it was sad to tell. I know. Generation. Hannah? Um, I'm... Is that name of the play that John Wells did it turned into a film? Um, no, no, that wouldn't make sense. Uh, um, every generation, I don't know. Yeah, it's a toughie. Um, uh, <laughs> 
I, I, uh, um, what was that film with Julianne Moore and Nicole Kidman and they're all in different times? Oh, uh, the hours, the hours. No, no, that was, that was a horror film. Was it the hours? I'm just going to say the hours. <laughs> That's the one where Nicole Kidman had a fake nose. Yes. Yeah, that was called The Hours, and, and Ed Harris was uh, had AIDS in it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I want to be clear, that's just in that one movie. Not Ed Harris himself. Um, um, Sam? Okay. It sounds like a war movie to me. Every generation is. But it could also be one of those, like, period th dramas. Uh Every generation. This is a weird guess. Flags of our fathers. No, but while you were ramping up to saying that, you said one of the words in the title. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Every generation has a story. Was the tagline for Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Mm, I wouldn't mm. have gotten that. Uh, no. Yeah, but you did say war, though. Doug, these are hard. I know it's so difficult, but this next one, I really, I have a really good feeling somebody's going to figure this one out. <laughs> okay, you ready, Alexandra? <laughs> sure. Uh, the tagline is merely the most lethal sniper in U.S. history. Oh, American sniper. That is correct. Yeah! <laughs> Alexandra is on the board with one point. Yes! I was going to say shooter with Mark Wahlberg, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be one, too. All right, here's another very specific one for you, Hannah. You got to go first this time. Oh, boy. Because Alexandra has a point. She's going to run away with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Proposed to this cop's sister. Rookie mistake. Proposed to this cop's sister. It feels I like it's know, from the 1950s. I know what this is, and I don't know the title. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it'll come into your head while Hannah thinks it over. You can you can take this if you if you I think. I think I know it. I think I, it. really okay. Yeah. I know it's all an right, ice cube. I know it's an ice cube movie. Is, what is it? Right, is it called the Ride Along? Shorter. Ride Along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boom! I remember that trailer. Sam. <laughs> I think like on Jeopardy you wouldn't you wouldn't actually get the point if you added the to it. Uh, yeah, I feel like I've, I feel like I've been so close though. Yeah, no, that you definitely deserved a you deserved a you've been close many times point. <laughs> so now you have one and Alexandra has one and uh Hannah still needs to uh get in the game here. We got one more opportunity. Alexandra gets to go first though. Okay. What movie had the tagline, Misery Loves Family? Ooh. Misery Loves Family. It sounds like an Italian. <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh uh, Godfather. <laughs> no. Oh. Hannah? Um... What is that film uh, with Betty? Uh, oh, what's um, 
You're going to say Betty White because it's her birthday today. Yes, I was going to say Betty White. Um, I can't look it up. So, <laughs> um, it sounds oh. like. Oh. Sorry, I was thinking. Um, of somebody thought of it too late. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was thinking of Betty Davis. Oh. Um, Betty Davis plays like the mom or the evil sister, All About Eve. Is that oh, what that film is? That would be a great tagline for that movie, I think. That's a great movie. I mean, there's so many, so many family movies where you could say Misery Loves Family. All right, I think I got to guess. All right, what is it? I've never even seen the movie, but it feels like it could be this movie. My Big Fat Greek Wedding? <laughs> no! <laughs> Oh, man, I really thought you were just going to blurt out the right answer. Really? You sounded so confident. I know, but I've been, and, I've been like, very confidently wrong on a few of these. Yeah, and I think you have seen this movie. That was the tagline from Meet the Fockers. Uh, oh, that was my thoughts. I didn't see it. I, I liked the first one a lot. I never saw the second. Oh, yeah, that, that was uh, uh, Meet the Fockers was the second one. And, and of course, uh, after that with Little Fockers. And the fourth one, they never made it, but it was going to be called Fuck This Shit. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck this. <laughs> uh, all right, so the thing that those movies all had in common is that they were all big box office hits in uh, January of uh, the uh, year that they were released. And Alexandra and Sam are currently in a tie. <laughs> so we have to do a tiebreaker. Oh, Sam, I got you. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think you I'm do. Gonna, I'm going to say the tagline for yet another movie that was a big hit in January. And the first one, you can guess as many times as you like, the first one between Alexandra and Sam, who guessed the correct title of this movie, is our winner today. <laughs> okay. The tagline was, Enter the World. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What kind of tagline is that? Enter the world. Enter okay. the world. Enter the world. Uh, <sighs> boy. Hmm. Enter the world. If I keep saying the tagline, it'll come to me. Right? Narnia. Narnia. It's not Narnia. Uh, Avatar. It's Avatar. That is what? correct. What? Oh no, it's not. You see, I, I just thought of big budget movies. Yeah, that's the idea. Is I, I, I thought that you both would blurt it out like right away because also like it was such a, you know, for the people that loved it, it was such a transformative, you know, experience to go to. Uh, uh, what it, uh, what's it called? Pandora. It bugged me out of the gate. I, I, I love that it's like it's set deep in the future with all this technology and the guys using like a manual wheelchair. Like they can't even get him like a motorized wheelie. You know, there, <laughs> there, there were so many issues I had with that movie, but uh, I know people liked it. Well, it's essentially like the, the main character, he starts, you know, fighting. He's basically he's you know, he's in our army and he basically, you know, is a traitor to the other side Yeah. when he falls in love. If the movie took place in like, you know, a, a real war in the world and some and a U.S. troop decided to 
join the other side just because he fell in love. I, I think people have a very different reaction to that movie. You know, it's a cooler movie though that kind of had that that tone, but is a way better movie. I thought was uh, District Nine. Yeah, absolutely. That was a that was a good movie. But just dirtier and clunkier too, though. Like yeah, like it wasn't as much of a, a fantasy. You know, it wasn't as pretty. <laughs> true. True. Uh, all right. Well, congratulations, Sam. You did it once again. You. Uh, you <laughs> good job, into, Sam. Congratulations. You the uh, the winning spot again. So you get to do your your uh, plugs first for the few people that haven't seen it yet. Tell us well, about just, your special. Just watch. Uh, yeah, watch up on the roof, which is my pandemic rooftop special, self produced on my YouTube channel, and then also last year's my uh, my special, I got this, which is on Comedy Central's YouTube channel. They're both free. They're both commercial free, and uh, I think you'll like them. They're a good time. I think they will like them too. Thank you, Sam. Thank um, you. Again, you don't have to commit right now, but you are, you do have the option. <laughs> you have the option to come back again next week if you'd like. I feel like now I have to, but yeah, I'll, let's talk. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, if now suddenly you just have a weekly podcast you have to do because you just don't lose? <laughs> come back every time. Uh, but it's been delightful playing and talking with uh, Alexandra and Hannah, Alexandra Kochev. And Hannah Leader, The Planters, is available wherever you get your entertainment on demand. Yes. Yes. Check us out. We'd be it's, happy to, to um, entertain you for 74 minutes. Uh, it's super fun and not, um, yeah, like you say, it's, it's, it's not a long movie. It's like just the length to qualify as a movie. And, um, but it's, it's really fun and, uh, you know, uh, I recommend it. And thank you for, thank you for being here. It's very nice to meet both of you. Thanks, Doug. It's do you have, awesome. do either of you have a, a Twitter account or do you, are you uh, not in that game? We're not in that game. What's that? We're not in that game. We're on Instagram at leader Kotchef and we both have our own Instagrams as well. So you can oh, cool. all about us there. What's I'm the, so, uh, I'm what so jealous tags? of you guys. <laughs> what are your tags over? I know it's so great to not be on, on uh, Twitter. What's your um, tags on Instagram? I'm Alexandra Kotcheff. That's just my name. And Han and I, as a directing duo, we're Leader Kotcheff, which is our two last names together. And Hannah. Is, is mine at Hannah Leader? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> okay, that's my tag. <laughs> at Hannah Leader. There you go. So it sounds like Alexander is more the leader when it comes to the Instagram situation. She is she is the queen, definitely. And so the two of you are working on more projects together. Yes. Nice. Yes. Well, please come back and talk about them when you when you have another another movie coming out. I don't really have anything specific to plug. So I'll say once again, watch Sam's special and watch the movie, The Planters. Between the two, that's like, it's uh, two hours of your life. And then you got uh, <laughs> so much more, so much more life to live. Um, thank you again to my guests, Alexander Kochev, Hannah Leader, Sam Morrill. Until next time, as always, he'll be all right.
it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart.